I want to talk about career paths for a moment, guys. Um, you know, I want to I talk about them from the lens of a startup organization. I think too many startups, when they are in the, let's put a number to it, when they are in the 75, even lower, when they're when they are in the 40 employees to 75 to 100 range, and there's a lot happening, what I think tends to happen, and typically this is an excuse, is when when founders and managers within those startups at that size, when they think about career mapping, they think about the traditional norms of that. And so when they go to their investors or when they go to other managers of other companies they were a part of, or when they think about their time at IBM or their time at Microsoft or their time at Facebook or their time at any other company that's a little bit more established, when they go to their mom or their dad or their uncle or their aunt uh, about uh, seeking some advice around how do they support their folks when it, when it comes to career mapping, I think what they tend to do is they tend to lean on the tried and true traditional frameworks and best practices. So what do I mean by that? Right. What, what I mean is they tend to think about themselves as well. We don't necessarily have a need for the whole CMO scope of a role or we don't necessarily have a have a need to have any more traditional build outs within the marketing department or any traditional build outs within the um, within within the technology department or any traditional build outs within the media department. We don't have any tried and true scopes of a role that we can tack a full-time salary against and then we can tack 10, 12, 15 outcomes within that role. We don't have that baked out yet because the need is not necessarily here. The tip that I want to give to a lot of startups when they think about when they think about trying to identify the best career paths for different team members, you need to understand a very simple principle that I don't think enough managers, leaders, founders are understanding at that level. You don't have to have a full baked out role for them to transfer into. You need to unpack and audit two things. Number one, their desires and where they want to go and then break down the skills and the outcomes and the day to day executions that are within those. And then the second thing that you need to understand is you need to have a full, transparent conversation around how they how they how they want to continue down their path of professional growth and how you can be someone that can support that within their role today. And what do I mean by that? Because I, I think I want to stick on this for a moment. And I've talked about this a lot in this podcast, but I think this is something that's top of mind. When we think about career paths, when we think about different members of a team, uh, let's 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 talk about the, a simple example. If we're thinking about if we're thinking about the people in culture role. And someone inevitably has a goal to become a head of people. But maybe when you look at the full head of people role within any other organization you've been at, you're like, you know, what? we don't need the needs of that right now. But what you could do and what you should do, and there's actually a company that I'm advising and I'm working with that is actually doing a beautiful job of this. What you could do is you could figure out exactly what that person wants out of that head of people role, because maybe some of the talent acquisition or some of the recruiting or some of the compliance work they don't want to do. Maybe they want to do a lot of one-on-ones. Maybe Maybe they want to have their inputs heard when it comes to DE&I, or maybe they have a really big passion around learning and development. And so what you could do is you could talk to them and say, hey, look, are there any projects, any programs, any little slight, slight adjustment that you would want to make within your role to get you closer to that inevitable goal? 
We will hear you out. Matter of fact, we'll, we'll do you one better. Why don't you put together a pitch of what your role could look like? And what this person may do is they may look at the 15 or 20 scopes and outcomes within their role, and they may make little slight adjustments where they take one thing out and plug one thing in and take one thing out and plug one thing in. And then inevitably what they may pitch to you is a role that literally looks like their ideal role long term within the organization today. And it may have a few new things baked in. It may have some DEI things baked in. It may have some learning and development things baked in. It may have some career mapping things baked in. It may have some one-on-one things baked in. But what if you but if you really look under the hood, what you'll realize is that now you are getting the the experiences and the benefits of all those other areas of what they inevitably wanted to do for their career anyway. And now you as the organization is getting the benefit and you actually haven't changed their role over the long term. And what I mean by that is you haven't created a significant uptick in their finances. You haven't even given them potentially this brand new title and, t- and, took- and taken them away from all of their day-to-day responsibilities within the role that you originally hired them for. You've baked in a few new things that they can get excited about and get behind. And then maybe if you're smart and if you're thorough, what you'll do is you'll look up under the hood again and you'll look at the full scope now of all of the roles and the tasks and outcomes and responsibilities that they once had and all the roles and tasks and responsibilities that they now want to have. And then you'll really try to figure out how you can boil it down to let's call it the, the core 10. So there's 10 core things they can do over a 40 or 50 hour week. How can you as the company put them, put some things in place that behooves you based off the original thinking of why you brought them into the org and then maybe how can you take a few things out of their role and off and, and off board them and then onboard them onto someone else that may be better suited or better fitted for these things now this entire process that i just outlined takes time takes energy takes thoughtfulness takes takes out of the box thinking takes empathy takes collaboration takes takes um takes a company being thoughtful and being patient but at the end of the day the outcome looks a little something like this the company gets what they want the employee gets what they want as a brand you have not gone out of your way to make any substantial and uneducated and not thoughtful uh, uh, upticks of finances because you haven't completely changed the full scope of the role where now they need to garner another 20,000 or another 50,000 because that's also a big issue that I'm hearing within the startup world today is that look, we can't afford the full scope of a head of people role. We can't afford the full scope of an X, Y, and Z role. And then the second thing that you've done now is you've really boiled down their role to only be the full scope of what they actually want to do. And it's connected to not only their strengths, but it's connected to where they want to go. So let's call it a 60-40 split. 60% of their role is baked out around what you originally thought they were coming to the org to do and what you actually need, aka what behooves the brand. And then 40% of the role is baked out around things that they want to do and how it's connected to their goals and to their outcomes and to all the things that they want to accomplish. And so if you look at the role now, it's made up of 100% of things that they either A, want to do, B, are really great at, and C, you've offboarded things that maybe they were decent at, but maybe there's someone else in the organization can do it better. And, and, and things that maybe they never wanted to do at all and they're amazing at, but maybe there's someone else that can do an adequate job of those things as well. And so I think the punchline around this is the following. If you want to think about career mapping at a really early stage, at 25, 30, 75, 100 employees, you don't always need to have, when you do your needs assessment, when you look at the full scope of where you're trying to go with your organization, you don't necessarily have to have the full scope of this role baked out. 
are from a needs perspective within the organization, you can sprinkle in a couple things that that person may want to do along the way until you inevitably get that person where they want to be long term within the scope of their role. You don't always have to go out of pocket and, and pay a lot of money bringing in someone externally when you're not ready or you don't always have to force that person to go into a completely different role and now you're ass out because the roles and the responsibilities and the tasks that you originally thought you were bringing them in for, they're no longer there. So now you have a gap. You don't need to have a gap. You don't have to go through those stressful points and those stressful moments and those stressful perspectives. What you can do, what you should do is you try to find a way to be patient, be flexible, live into diversity, live into inclusive nature, live into collaboration and find a way to really understand where they want to go, what they want to do, what are the tasks and the outcomes connected to those things and bake in those tasks, bake in those responsibilities within their role, connect them to the bottom line, stick some OKRs, stick some KPIs, stick some things in place to make sure that it behooves you, but it, and, and as well as it behooves them. And now what you're going to look at is you're going to see an organization that is fully thriving, that are having all the things that you needed to have done on a day-to-day basis. But now, not only that, you have an employee that is fully satisfied, fully engaged, fully prepared, and they're doing things that they fully are the best human within the organization to do, slash are doing things that will behoove them long-term in their career. Here's the last thing I'll say. You do that in the short term. In the long term, what you can do is you can start to chip away at inevitably, again, where they want to be. And at some point, that full scope of that head of people role, that full scope of that learning and development role, that full scope of that media manager, that full scope of that internal influencer marketing strategist may become a need. And now what you'll realize is that you've already baked out. 50% of that role and they've been doing 50% of that role already. And so it may not take you that much energy, that much time, that much onboarding, that much training to now segment them over until the other 50% of that role and the other 50% of those outcomes and the other 50% of those tasks. And now they are the best person for that role. You have hired within, you have kept all the talent, all the IP, all of the, the knowledge, all of the speed within the organization. And now not only that, You've given yourself a long period of time to prepare and groom any other people within the organization to take over the other responsibilities of that person's role that you originally brought them into the org for. So a lot of this is very strategic. A lot of this is very thoughtful, but it takes a company. It takes a founder. It takes a person not being lazy. Everything I talked about takes a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of conversations, a lot of strategy, a lot of collaboration, a lot of uh, erasing of ego, a lot of uh, time and task management, a lot of uh, project management, a lot of prior, you know, I can't even say that word. I was going to try to say a word I couldn't say. It takes a lot of, um, takes a lot of um, strategic thought. Let's just say that. But if you put all those things in place, if you remain patient, a lot of good can happen. And I believe, frankly, this should be parts of the job. Let's call it 30% of the role of the head of people. That is their job. Their job is to think about and to understand how can we connect the people to the to the goals of the organization? And how can we think about the goals of, of the organization to behoove the people that we have in the organization? How can we find those wins on both sides? It's not that I care only about the employees. It's not that I care only about the company. It's that I care about both and there are ways to make a win-win 
for both. And so uh, that was just one example within the, the scope of a career mapping function at the startup level between 30 employees to 100. And it's something that I think, again, too many companies are lazy with, too many companies are coming up with excuses with. You no longer have to do that. Here's a roadmap. Here's a blueprint. Take it. Do it. Appreciate it. Yeah, I'm done talking. Thanks a lot.